0: Hi Izzy here and I'm coming to you from the future before this episode starts so just to let you know we did have some technical difficulties with this one we haven't had technical difficulties before so it was a long time coming and um, so it happened in this episode so you'll just have to bear with us and um, mine and Chris's microphones for some reason just didn't want to work that day but our guests Jess and Scarlett sound absolutely fantastic so that's what we're really happy about so you'll just have to kind of persevere with some awkward sounds from me and Chris but definitely stick around and definitely have a listen because Jess and Scarlett say some really really interesting stuff so it's really worth having a listen so enjoy and we'll see you soon goodbye Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy and I'm joined by Managing Director and Creative Industry Expert Chris to all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the video production company Howell Film and we help everyone achieve amazing results for the power of video across all platforms and media, including TV, in a professional, creative and engaging way. Couple this with a clear video marketing strategy that puts target audiences first, your campaign is guaranteed to deliver. We're always up for candidly convincing about creativity. On this episode, we are joined by Scarlett and Jess from Purple Creative and are discussing tips for Instagram video content. So without further ado, let's get started. And of course, never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow and subscribe, as well as finding Howl Film on Instagram and LinkedIn. Let's Hello, go.
1: welcome. Hello. Hey, they've, they've come <laughs> mob, mob handers. Yes. <laughs> I think it's our first time with four people on the podcast, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you doing both here? Good job. Well, yeah. thank you for having me back as well, <laughs> and
2: thank you for letting me join. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Fantastic. and We're actually in Purple Creative's offices today as well. So. It's Great.
1: Different. Different. And they've got a better view than us. I know.
0: That's it. We've actually, they've got the windows. <laughs> we don't have windows, so that's a good.
1: That's a good start. Um, so, as I'm, I'm hundred years old, Instagram doesn't involve me. So I'll just leave. i just leave <laughs> you three to talk. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no I don't mean that. No. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, tips
0: for Instagram video content then. What if someone said to you, give me your best tip for Instagram video content? Instagram. Oh, yeah. Not going to break yeah. us in <laughs> gently. <laughs> tips, we're not even warming up, let's go for it what would you say? Well I wouldn't
3: say I have a top top tip, if okay. you know what I mean but there's certainly things that are make sense to do basically um, I actually wrote it down this time because I thought last time I just got a bit rambling but this sounds so ridiculous but one of the ones that I didn't even know about um, I actually saw it in a video by a creator called Jade Beeson was about the video quality um, so part of the algorithm on Instagram does look at the resolution of a video and as much as you're not expecting people to have professional kit like you guys do If you're uploading a video that's quite soft and looks a bit pixelated, that's inherently not going to be seen by as many people. So as I said, I've written it down. There is a way to double check that when you're uploading, you're actually uploading at the highest resolution. So if you go to your profile, head to your settings and into your account and then mobile data usage, there's a little toggle on there that basically says upload at the highest quality. And for most people, by default, it's turned off. If you turn that on, it'll take a bit longer when you upload your reel, but you'll get a much higher quality reel in the end point. And I was just like, no wow. idea about this, because we've had reels before where we've been like, it looks great on my phone, why when we're uploading As soon it, as you upload it, it, it yeah. changes.
2: Yes. And yeah. it's wow. like, why have we got that loss of quality, but... This seems to be the answer.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so it was just it, it, for me. I mean, that's such a bit of a geeky tip because it's on the technical side rather than the shooting side of things and the content. But I just thought that's such a quick win to be able to make sure that you're not sort of hampering your ability to get seen just purely by something that you didn't even know was happening. Basically, so yeah, that's amazing, double check.
1: So it's content. is content um, quality, it's not just sort of resolution quality, but actually what you're pumping out there. Is is quality better than quantity? Yes.
2: I think in some respects, yes. So, like Scarlett said, that's a quick win where you're already going to improve that, like the quality of that content. There are some other things like just making sure that you're shooting the right way round. Because if you're shooting landscape, you're obviously going to be using a tiny portion of that thing, that screen, sorry, and that is literally going to improve the quality massively just by turning your phone around, which sounds obvious, like you said, to people like us who are doing video every day. Yeah. But if you're new to it like, and you're just giving it a go for the first time, there are those little things that are going to improve the quality even like I know we were speaking yesterday about making sure that you're aware of the safe zone or the danger zone mm-hmm. when you're uploading because you've got the bottom space where the caption's going to sit so you don't want any sort of important visual elements to be in that because you're going to lose the quality and the impact that that video has yeah. so i would say in some respects quality over quantity yes but Heading back to the top tip thing is just try it. Because you need to be doing reels basically. If you're a business online, you need to be using reels. Because it shows Instagram, okay, hi, I'm engaging with all of the different features that you're putting out there. So I'm an active user of Instagram, I'm using it how you want me to use it. So Instagram's more likely to say, Well, they're using it how we want them to use it. So we like them. So Just giving it a go because if you're not, you're going to sort of get lost behind. If you don't start now, you're never going to be able to build the quality of your content up because it's a skill to develop, long story short.
1: Is, Is it important to have specific content for specific platforms?
2: I would say, by and large, yes. But obviously it can be covering sort of very similar topics. So if you start with the base idea of what your post is going to be about, you can then differentiate it for different platforms, whether that be the copy or the content. So you have to remember that different age groups and demographics use different platforms. So LinkedIn, you're looking at more potentially slightly older people, but also your recent graduates as well. (laughs) Those eyes from Chris. (laughs) Um, Facebook, sort of like, um, I always get the generations mixed up, but sort of like 35, 40s. Instagram, slightly younger. TikToks, even younger. I know we're we're talking about TikToks, it's the devil to Instagram Reels, but... You've just got to understand that different people are on different platforms for different reasons, so different content content should be exactly the same. Yeah. 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 So the language that you're using... Also thinking about Twitter, for example. They've got a character limit on there for a reason. They've got sort of different shapes and sizes of graphics and things on there for a reason. If you're like, I'm going to make this one post, whether it's video or text, whatever, and plaster it everywhere... I think even the platforms themselves are like, well, this isn't optimised for us, so that goes to the bottom of the pile in terms of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the people, but the platforms themselves, I think, are like, this is made for us. So, for example, with TikTok videos, if you create a TikTok and then download it and think, I'm going to put that onto Reels, Instagram knows that you didn't make that for them. They didn't make that on Instagram. And then that's going to be penalised in terms of the algorithm as well. So it's not just about the people that you're talking to, but the platforms that you're posting it on, because they know as well that this wasn't made for here.
0: Yeah, I think it's like there is a, a, a pressure to create content now. And I mean, I think as people like all of us in marketing we deliver that i mean really well for for everybody else around us we can tell clients to do that and to get on reels and stuff like that and and but we i still feel that pressure to have to be producing content for us because you know you, you could be sat there one day on like a, a rainy tuesday morning and be like i've got an hour spare i could i could make a reel and i go in with all of this energy to go yeah i'm going to make a reel but then you sort of sit there and think well what where, where do i start like uh, you get all this energy to go, right, okay, let's make something and then suddenly there's that creative wall that might go up and you think, Oh no, I've actually got to do it now So where where and when people are in that situation and what should they do to sort of give themselves that?
3: I think with Reels, it's even just spending a bit of time on the platform yourself and watching the, and watching some of what the other creators are doing. So look at people in your same sort of niche as well and see, you know, what sounds are they using? What are they using captions on their video? What sort of length are they? What topics are they focusing on? And do a bit of your own sort of research. I think sometimes people think, oh, if I sit on social media, I'm not actually doing a job. But that in itself is helping with the ideas and the creative process. Because it can be really hard, like you said, to sit there and get that sort of blank page syndrome and think... No idea. Don't even know where to start. And then you've not actually been very productive. I think going on and seeing what others are doing is a great place to sort of get a bit of inspiration, learn new tips, learn new tricks, and see what you can apply yourself. And
1: how um, how easy it, is it to strike that balance between kind of like being too corporate? Because I imagine if I imagine if I was producing content for TikTok or Reels, it would be somebody from my generation's view of you know quite businessy, very kind of like. Call to action, do this, do and it, and instantly it'd be like, well, this is the wrong, this is the wrong platform for the wrong content yeah. by the wrong person at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. From from your perspective, how how do you get that balance right between it being interesting, engaging? But still being of worth as a, as a business tool.
3: Yeah. Not to plug our last podcast, but it does sort of it does sort of go back to knowing your audience, basically. So we talked last time about consumer personas and things, and sort of knowing who you're trying to reach. We're talking about reels just now. You might think, well, actually, my audience doesn't use that platform, doesn't use that medium, which is absolutely fine. It's not about being everywhere and trying to be sort of omnipresent. Basically, it's about making sure that you're using the right places um, so I would say that if you think that your audience isn't going to sort of engage with the type of content that you feel as a business is authentic for you to produce on that platform then maybe it's not the right
2: place for you to be sharing it so don't feel like you have to I think we sorry I think we always forget that behind every business there are people mm-hmm. so you've got to get that personality out there a little bit people will be able to find out about what you do as a business on your website or when they actually get in touch but like you were saying about educating and inspiring and motivating people, it's the people behind the business that do that. So if you've got no personality coming across on social media, what's the reason to get in touch because they can find the basic information that they need online elsewhere. So social media is that little push to be like, hey, here's the things that are wonderful and weird about us and that little extra tick next to our name as to why we're the ones that you should be engaging with.
3: I think as well, like the the videos that you put out, as much as you're not doing a hard sell, you're on camera, you're speaking very from a position of knowledge, you speak very naturally. If I'm somebody who's looking for somebody to come and do a public speaking engagement or come and be at a network or do all these types of things... I'd be like well I've seen your video I know that you can deliver on that side so it's going to kind of make me want to reach out to you as well so as much as it's not sort of that more explicit call to action that's on there you're sort of demonstrating your prowess and your sort of your, your knowledge of your niche really really well mm-hmm. And it kind of you you never really know, I guess, what door that might unlock as well. I've seen some people do videos that are just absolutely fantastic where you're just kind of like captivated in like 30 seconds. And as much as they've not put, you know, get in touch by now, you remember it. And then if you ever are in a situation where you think, well, actually, I need X service or X product, they're going to come to mind because you've got that sort of positive mm-hmm positive sort of brand feeling towards them, basically.
1: Are are there any absolute no-no's? Are there any absolute things like, just don't do that?
3: So I saw, I I was watching a tips video the other day, just because I think naturally we all do, and you want to know what other people in marketing are sort of recommending. And somebody had recommended, instead of uploading a single image on Instagram, that you actually change it to the format of a reel. So basically you're just posting a static image, but you're posting it as a reel. So it's going to appear in the reel's feed. And I was just like... Uh, why? Like, I understand that they're trying to game the algorithm and get more eyes on because it's a real. but who's going to engage with that? If you've ever kind of gone through and you've got these videos and they're playing and it's fun and exciting and engaging and then all of a sudden you've just got an image with nothing happening. It's really for me, yeah, it's, yeah, for me, I was just like, that just feels like such a rubbish yeah. Kind of strategy and with no longevity in it, really.
2: I think as a user that would really irritate me because it'd be like one of those prank videos where you're sat waiting for something to happen, but little do you realize it's on a loop and nothing's ever actually going to happen. Yeah, I think I'd just be sat like waiting for the next like slide or the video to start, and I'd ultimately end up being quite irritated and annoyed with myself. So I don't think it's necessarily a good recommendation at all I get why because obviously like you said they're yeah. trying to hack the algorithm and get seen but you're going to get seen and annoy people not get not seen get and yeah, yeah exactly
1: so, so are there any businesses that it just isn't right for I mean I suppose if you're a funeral director you're probably not going to yeah. be, yeah. I mean, it, be but, yeah. but I think yeah, even yeah, nice. yeah maybe yeah actually yeah, I think right. like, why, am I, why am I, why am I yeah. sorry any funeral director? So. <laughs> I
0: think as long as it's informative because yeah. I think um, yeah, good point. like there's a real genuine thing with short-form content, which is the it's sprung out of the need for immediate gratification through, obviously, through, like, the pandemic and stuff. That's when it really kind of took off because we were so bored. We literally just wanted anything to stick to <laughs> yeah. like that. so the there. So people ended up kind of constantly scrolling through all this content. Just out of sheer curiosity. So there's, like, I've seen ones that are weirdly going along the funeral director thing, not to get too morbid, is that on TikTok there is an account for, uh, run by basically someone who works in a morgue. And not doing any, not showing, but just showing, educating people, mm-hmm. saying this is how ha- this is a day in the life of what I do, or, oh, okay. and like, but things that because it's not necessarily designed to sell, but there's a whole, you'd be amazed about what people are curious about, yeah. just the need to just be nosy. And just I think that's the it. thing
2: is, if you're thinking no other business like mine is doing reels, so I shouldn't do them, but then think back to like pool guy who blew up on TikTok, he, like, cleans people's swimming pools. People probably thought before that, no-one's going to care about how you clean an outdoor pool, but he blew up. The same with, like, Mrs. Hinch. She was probably the first cleaning influencer, and people probably thought, oh, there's no-one sharing, like, how they clean their house online, so I shouldn't do it. And then she did it, and it blew up. Like, you never know what's going to perform well. So I think always give it a go. If there is no one like you, then that might be actually a great reason to start because there's a gap in like the content that you can fill and find a really interesting approach to it. Like I see on Instagram Reels, like mortgage advisors sort of giving updates on the recent news, obviously with everything going on with things like stamp duty and the interest all sorts, all those things.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah go. I know. Okay, here we go. Um, but she
2: sort of said, okay, what does that actually mean for first time buyers? Or what does that mean for people with existing mortgages? Which you might think that's actually really lengthy and really sort of intense information, mm-hmm. not a place for TikTok or Reels. Whereas she was like, here's actually the key facts that you need to know. I'm going to break it down really, really simple. If you want to find out more, here's these articles. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm here for a chat. And she's almost like, Given a mini version of her service because she's a mortgage advisor and it would be a one to one chat. Mm-hmm. And she's just by hopping on Reels, she's like, here's a little snippet of what I know and yeah. kind of like what our conversation could include. And I just think you probably would never think that financial services would be able to be on TikTok or Reels or have a bit of fun and creativity. But People have, yeah, and people yeah. do like well, that's a great
1: example of someone knowing the target market of exactly, kind of buyers yeah. or you know, the, the you yeah, know, yeah, young people,
0: <laughs> You're young people. I think that there's there is surprisingly the generation gap, I think, is closing on social media in lots of ways because you can't avoid, yeah, this kind of content anymore. I mean, I've got older relatives who are on Facebook and who use it and, and, and you know and, and you know we all do and I think that's because they genuinely do they're starting to learn it and engage with it a little bit more but my next question then is about because with short form content with reels with Instagram and and TikTok I suppose by default and any way you can consume this kind of scrollable stuff is that there is a real focus on views and the and getting thousands and thousands of views and in that pursuit of getting views it can sometimes that becomes the only mission and i think sometimes you can lose sight of the actual content that you're producing to have some value i think what do, what would be your advice for people who feel this pressure to have to have loads thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of views on their content but don't really know how to get there is that something they should be worried about or i mean
3: i mean Views are nice. Let's yeah. be honest, like it feels good when you look at you kind of refresh your feed and you see that you've got more and more views. And it's a lot more gratifying on reels as well compared to sort of the the traditional feed posts now, because you'll often find that you might not get the likes that you want, but you can get hundreds, thousands of, of views if you've used a trending audio or it just happens that you've sort of got something that's really quite captivating in the moment. So that can feel really nice and you want to sort of continue to replicate that but I kind of agree with what you're saying there that you don't want to lose sight of what your ultimate goal is with that are you building a community from that are you getting people back to your profile who are actually following you or is it sort of one like or one view and then they're gone Mm so it's making sure that you're not I guess not sacrificing I think coming back to like the quality of what you're sharing just in the pursuit of getting lots of views by like publishing lots of content in a short space of time I think again and I'll just go back to what the what this creator Jade Beeson sort of shared Jade Beeson rather sorry get the name right um she was saying that when you post a reel, if you've done something that's you know really, really good and somebody's intrigued enough to go to your profile, you need to make sure that your content library that is there is really quite impressive as well because otherwise they're just going to think, well, you might be a bit of a one-hit wonder. If you've got other posts on there, be it sort of static feed posts or you've got other reels that are of equal kind of quality, basically, you're much more likely that I'll convert to a follower and then a follower is going to see you more often. We know that repetition and sort of being in the forefront of people's mind is one of the most kind of helpful tools basically in terms of conversion. So it it all ties in in a kind of weird way.
2: I do think you need like a level of consistency, but that doesn't necessarily mean frequency. So consistency doesn't just mean posting every single day. It can be a case of, right, well, I'm going to dedicate to actually doing two really good reels every week. So although it's not necessarily as frequent as some people might be, you've got that level of consistency. So Instagram knows what to expect, your followers know what to expect and almost setting yourself a target as well that you know what to expect and what to expect of yourself that actually I'm not going to drop off the face of the earth for a month and not post any reels. I've actually dedicated this time and this commitment to keeping up with what I've started and then I think as well that in turn will continuously improve the quality of your content because you know what works, you know what doesn't. If you're not posting sort of consistently, Mm -hmm. how can you actually gauge any um, insights into how things are performing because you can't attribute anything sort of to an actual specific reason of why things have worked because times have changed. Like, social media is so fast, something that worked two months ago will not have the same impact that it has now.
0: But Instagram always kind of hinted at sort of They've sort of thrown it in, or we might just remove pictures completely. We might just make it a video-only platform, and obviously that's something that every person with a camera or a, or a photography page has gone, no, please don't. But what's our opinion then of platforms basically saying no to photos? We're going to just only go video to get you better results. Let's do it.
3: I think it's a mistake, to be honest with you, because I feel like you're kind of forgetting your roots at that point. That'd be like Twitter saying we're not going to do tweets anymore. Like Instagram was, like you said, designed to be a photo sharing platform. And as much as obviously video co- content performs really well, it's not necessarily the only reason why you'd follow an account. I still have a load, and I'm sure lots of people do as well, lots of people that I follow because they post really well curated content. So for again, it's not about the quantity that they put out. It's there's a real... Um, like, a, you know, that they've sort of really thought about what they're publishing, and you respect the craft almost at that point. I feel like the platform would be, would ha- be at a loss basically if they abandoned that.
2: I think you'd isolate so many people as well because, yeah. as a person independent from my job, would you believe it? I have my own Instagram. So I no, do not post reels. Like, that's not me, that's not how I use the platform as a person. I do, obviously, as part of Purple, but not me. And it's more of, like, cringy as it sounds. My Instagram's, like, my best bits, my memories, a bit of, like, a can scroll back through and here's some of my, like, top moments of the year. Also love, like, the gratification of likes as well. Who doesn't? But if it became Reels only, they'd lose me as a user, which then, in turn, like, I'm not going to interact with, businesses and other people like influencers that are posting reels so you're just going to like isolate quite a large portion because it could end up just being influencers and businesses well influencers generally influence like consumers, consumers. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's yeah. interesting because well instagram you we heard it here first we do not well, i need to just make it just a video on the yeah. platform but it's something like i said that they at the start of this year at the start of last year they'd release it with a big bunch of updates saying we're gonna we don't, just watch watch backs back because we're gonna make a video only
1: platform and it's had a lot of pushback and I think that's mm-hmm. because yeah. creators Vally pushback
0: because there's lots of video only platforms as well, aren't
2: there? Yeah, that's it, that's like it there's is. TikTok. Obviously, that yeah. they're trying to become more like, but TikTok had their massive boom in the pandemic, like you were saying, Izzy, because they're so different to any other platform out there. Yeah. But since that sort of dip they've now had to add on extra things. So like TikTok shop, you can now actually buy products directly from videos. I think that they're always going to have to evolve too, that it's not just, okay, we can't just do video sharing anymore. What else can we add on? Same with YouTube. That was like your longer form content and now they've got shorts. So if Instagram tried to become TikTok, for example, by just being video, they're then going to have to do future changes to keep up with the platform that they've just tried to become.
0: It's amazing how much we can see content. So I, I... Actually, end up deleting the TikTok app because I spent an hour on it a day and I thought, well, that's too much you time. you an Exactly. And I, I, I heard those words. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, he's going to find In out. In that voice yes. as well. And I, I deleted it. But then I was talking to my cousin who is 21, and he was saying, or 20, and he was saying that he actually had to delete the TikTok app because it, he'd been using it so much, it had burnt an image on his phone screen permanently of the TikTok app itself. so it was he'd used it that much and he was saying he would on a day off in the morning start watching it and 10 hours would go by and he still hasn't left the app and it's it's alarming how much people actually consume content and at at that point I was like well I have no problem then I'm going to get the app back but it was (laughs) was that moment of thinking wow like this is a type of content that people choose to watch over Netflix over Anything else other than the outside world, it's just, it's something that can dictate people's lives.
2: That, like, goes back to the whole trailblazer thing, though, because that means, essentially, that technology isn't even ready for TikTok. Mm. If it's, like, ruining phones, essentially, like, it's superseded the technology that it was built to run on. Yeah,
3: Which is insane,
2: okay, right? So, so,
0: just to wrap up, then Scarlett, you have you have the city question this week, so go for
3: it. I do, and it's a tricky one. So, if we were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, what one celebrity or famous person would you pick to be partnered up with to survive it? Oh,
1: uh,
0: that's tough. Can I just say, do you know yeah, already? I just, <laughs> for it, yeah,
1: Barack Obama. Really? Why? Yeah, because because I just want to listen to a really cool guy who knows loads before a zombie ripped me off.
2: Oh yeah, if you're gonna die, you might as well I, die I know, happy. We can't survive <laughs> <'cause that'd be laughs> That's yeah, so just, true.
1: just Barack Obama, because I just want to be, um, I just want to just be blown away by someone who's really cool before I get eaten by a zombie.
2: Um, I'm actually gonna go Usain Bolt.
1: But he would leave he you He away? would literally he just run away He would <laughs> sacrifice you no, come
2: on I'm five foot two I can have a piggyback And we can uh, both go Yeah,
3: that's a really good I one like Actually, it. now like that Yoda you've explained like it, kind
0: of I, like it. Okay. I don't know mine yet I oh, asked okay. the okay. question <laughs> <and> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Let me think, let um, me think. Um, You would want to be with someone boring That would be probably my my thing Because if you're maybe stuck for days in a bunker Or whatever, you don't you want to be entertained mm, so, Definitely I don't know I'm not mentioning the
1: bunker
3: Oh there's got there's a zombie apocalypse everyone. There's always a stick I'll
1: stick with it
3: do you know, well, do you know who I would pick and again it's purely just because and a, a controversial figure I think sometimes but I would probably pick Russell Brand because I think he's got an interesting take on just about anything and kind of the same thing what you're saying with Barack Obama I'd be like well at least I wouldn't be bored at least it, the, mm-hmm. the monologue that would go on would be able to distract me from my impending doom basically so I would probably would say that that is it
0: for today and yes. we hope you've enjoyed listening of course if you've enjoyed us so much feel free to give us a rating and let us know what you think if you have a question for us to answer or you want to be on the guest on our podcast like Scarlett and Jess today, please go to www.howelfilm.co.uk and drop us a line via our contact form. There's still plenty more to talk about in the world of video marketing. Once again, we're Chris and Izzy from Howell Film and we help everyone achieve amazing results with the power of video across all platforms and media, including TV, in a professional, creative and engaging way. Couple this with a clear video marketing strategy that puts target audiences first, your campaign is guaranteed to deliver. Of course, never miss an episode every Tuesday or every other Tuesday by giving us a Follow or subscribe, as well as finding How We we'll Film on Instagram and LinkedIn. Bye for now. Thank you, my bye.
1: Yeah, thank you.